Adam Crowley Show. Crazy animal, those ducks, Adam. They always try to swim and look calm underneath, but on the surface, they're just... Back to you. Adam Crowley. The Crowl Man. On ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show. Where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass training Wesley Euler. Newly hired to ESPN Pittsburgh. Very excited about that. You can check Brian out on Twitter at FBomber73. You can check Tom out at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Le'Veon Bell was spotted jet skiing in Miami. This is, I think, the same Le'Veon Bell whose agent said, what would you do if you were Colbert and Tom? Would you run his wheels off? Yeah, they would. Is jet skiing safe? Saying it's not. Is jet skiing safe? I mean, as long as you're not, like, running into land or, like, docks and stuff. No, I guess you could get hurt doing it. He's an idiot. Yeah. I don't trust the people he's surrounding himself with. Oh, I doubt with his intelligence that he he would be able to operate one. There's no doubt he can't. Like, how do you turn this? He would just do it very slowly across whatever body of water they're on. As opposed to going in a straight line, he'd just pick his way across the water. Fortunately, if he had that big-ass stripper from the last video on the back of it, it wouldn't move too quick. So he might be safe that way. In fact, that might be the smart way to go. Yeah. Weigh that thing down. He was actually in that last video. He might have been testing that ass to make sure it was all right for his jet ski to slow it down. Is it buoyant? Yes. That's the question. <laughs> I mean, seriously, LOL at this dude, right? Yeah. I mean, his teammates are busting their humps. They're starting 0-1-1. Well, this guy's down there having the time of his life. His public perception or approval rating is zero, and he doesn't seem to give a bleep about it. I can respect that, but his teammates sure as hell won't. I mean, if I'm Le'Veon, I want to live my best life. I want to have some fun. But his teammates are like, man, we suck right now. Uh, The defense is horrific. I wonder if Antonio Brown's numbers would be a little bit better if Le'Veon Bell were here. We'll get into that later on in the show. Uh, I'd be pissed if I were those guys, and they are. Let's go to Ryan in D.C. at 412-922-2874. Sup, man? Hey, Adam. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, thanks for calling. Uh, Well, I'm just worried about sort of the whole legacy of the team. Uh, you know, the whole culture thing that you're seeing in reports now where players are getting upset at other players sort of quitting and, and not being happy and just making it a business instead of a, a passion, that's being reported on now, too. And so you look at this whole legacy with the Steelers are always built on. It's always built on internal mentoring and coaching up guys from one another. And that's all it looks like it's getting lost. And that's what really made this team great. It's what separated it from other, other teams because it's not like they're paying people a lot more. It's that they, the culture is what sold people free agents and internal guys to stay. Yes. That seems like it's all getting lost. It is, and I think that Mike Tomlin's problem, and I appreciate the call, Ryan, is that he started his career when social media wasn't the be-all, end-all. It was really just around, and he's had to learn as it's gone on, and the egos have gotten bigger and bigger. Terrell Owens has an ego, had an ego back then. Chad Ochocinco had an ego back then. But it was the bulletin board type material that would piss off the other team, and as long as you were winning, you could deal with that guy. It's the same thing now to an extent, but it's not just any time they get in front of a microphone. Uh, see, Chad Ochocinco is famous on social media now. He's got over a million Twitter followers, but 
If he were to go off on the other team, he'd send him Pepto-Bismol. These are things that happen when the media is there and they're talking into microphones. Now it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Every single day they can get their stupid-ass opinions out there. And I guess I am somewhat to blame. The media is somewhat to blame by saying, oh, we need these guys to say something. Well, now they are. But there is a fine line there. When I asked in the last segment, should the Steelers ban the players from social media, I think what they should do is have a seminar. That's really what, don't ban them. Don't tell them they can't use it. Don't say you can't get on Twitter, you can't get on Tumblr, you can't get on this, you can't get on that. No, instead you tell them, hey, dumbass, you're 22 years old. You need to know what's right from wrong, what makes you look bad and what makes you look good. Because these players are trying to forge their own identity on social media. They're trying to show people their true colors and their true character. But you only have to do that to a point. You don't have to pull them totally behind the curtain. They don't need to know everything about you. They don't need to know how you treat your baby mama. They don't need to be pulled into that realm of your life. And A.B. did that to himself. He's ripping his baby mama on social media. So ESPN, the undefeated, they say, hey, we'll do a story on you. These players need to know that, yes, some of their personalities should be seen outside of just when my microphone's going in their face, but they need to know what this does to themselves. They need to know how damaging it is. Seminar time. I'll lead it. I'm a tremendous tweeter. I don't think that's true. I'm just okay. Maybe Tom should lead it. Tom's funny, but he never says anything that's offensive. He never says anything that's going to perturb anyone on social media. He knows how to walk that fine line. There are things I say behind closed doors I would never tweet. There are things that I say after West Virginia loses a football game and I've had 15 beers and my God, I want to tweet it, but I don't because I'm not a dumb ass. These guys got to know better because what happens is, yes, I know you'll say it doesn't really affect the team. Yes, it does because that stuff trickles its way in the locker room through us when... Pursuit is in there, and Benz is in there, and Graves is in there, and Caboli, and everyone whose pictures are up on our walls. When they're in the locker room, they have to ask the questions that the public wants the answers to. They're not doing it for themselves so much as they're doing it for the fans. That's their job. Get them the information. Ask about the pertinent stories. So when Antonio Brown tweets that, it does make its way into the locker room. They have to answer questions about it, which takes their minds off the next game. Mike Tomlin, in his press conference, talked for like 15 minutes about how good Tampa is. He's listing damn practice squad players because he knows once I'm done riling on, or rambling on, thank you, they're going to jump down my throat with A-B questions. It does affect the team. The social media stuff absolutely is a part of it. I don't think Mike Tomlin's done a good enough job of handling it. He said last week in the press conference, Social media is not the real world. In 2018, my God, yes it is. I'm only happy whenever I get retweets. My dopamine levels only go through the roof whenever I'm seeing retweets. I had a tweet today, it's got like 75 retweets, and I check my Twitter every two seconds to see if it got more. That's the life that I'm living in. And that's the life AB's living in. And Juju Smith-Schuster. And all these guys. Hell, Ramon Foster and Cam Hayward are all over social media. They do it responsibly, but they do it because they want the traction. They don't do it because they're going to get fans saying, you suck. They don't do it because they want to hear fans say, why didn't you get off the ball against Jacksonville a little bit better? No, they do it because they want 
the retweets. They want the dopamine. It is absolutely a part of 2018, and Mike Tomlin needs to realize that. Mike Tomlin sounds like he's Chuck Knoll, who's dead, by the way, when he's talking about social media. I mean, that's how old school Mike Tomlin sounds. It's such coach speak, because if you're answering real-world questions, boom. Hey, Mike, it's real-world. Social media is real yes. world. There are real people in a real room in front of real microphones with real jobs asking you real questions. How the hell is it not the real world? Does he think he's in the Matrix? Yeah. I mean, what's going on? He's got and, no clue. And that's the thing. He's got to keep up with this. Look, the, he does a lot of great things as a coach. There are yes. some things he doesn't do great, and this is absolutely yes. one of them. And he needs to keep up with the times and learn that this has an effect on everything that his team does. When his guys leave the facility and go home, this is what's on their mind. And as a coach, you need to understand that part of them. And let's let's separate it for a second from the on the field. Because I do think, and I know it affects them on the field. Let's separate that for one moment here and realize what it looks like for the organization. Uh, if you want to separate it further, you think... Dan Rooney would be happy with the way that his team looks right now. You think Art Rooney II's happy with the way his team looks right now? Perception, I know, it's a cliche. It is reality. And when people think A.B. acting a fool, because he is, and they think Lev Bell's acting a fool, and that reflects poorly on the Steelers organization, then it is reflecting poorly on the Steelers organization. As for real life versus social media, whenever I'm in a relationship, or whenever I was in a relationship, or whenever I got married, you change your status on Facebook... Yes, that's on Facebook, but it's because it's something that happened in the real world. It's a public record. Yes, forever. And a lot of people are actually blocked from viewing Antonio Brown's tweets. But guess what? I've got an iPhone, and this little bug is it's nasty. You could do all kinds of stuff with it. You could take pictures. You could take screenshots. It's up there forever. If I call someone a racial slur on Twitter, I wouldn't do it. And I delete it. Oh, I was drunk. There are my racial tendencies coming out again. <laughs> and I delete it. Someone's still seeing that. My boss is seeing it. I'm probably getting fired. So it's perception. It's what it does on the field. It's all around a bad look, and Mike Tomlin does not do a good enough job of it. Question then, should the Steelers, should Mike Tomlin, should the organization adopt a no social media policy? 412-922-2874. Uh, as I said before, the Steelers have had some leaner years under Mike Tomlin. They've been 8-8 eight and eight a couple of times under this coach. But I don't think he's ever lost a locker room. Could this be the year? In 2013, the Steelers started 0-4. They were blown at at home against Chicago. They lost the season opener at home against the Titans. They lost on the final play in London against the Vikings. Then they won their next two games. And then after that, they lost the next two. Terrell Pryor went 93 yards in Oakland. Brady put up 55 in New England. They could have folded. They could have caved. I did a show with Charlie Batch, and he'll be on with us today at 6, and I said they should start playing the young guys. Steelers didn't. They went 6-2 and two down the stretch. They would have made the playoffs had Ryan Suckup made a field goal, a chip shot field goal at the end of the game to end the season. So Tomlin held that team together. They didn't cave. Bell and Brown were a part of that team. Somehow they didn't implode. In 2015, the Steelers were 4-5. and five. Ben was hurt. Steelers lost to the Patriots despite a good performance from Landry Jones. After a bye, the Steelers lost to the Ravens. They lost late to the Dallas Cowboys. They were a bad football team without an identity, and they weren't living up to expectations in the slightest. They didn't lose another game then, though, the rest of the season. 
because Mike Tomlin held the team together. They wound up going to the AFC Championship game. Last year, the end of the season left a lot to be desired. Obviously, as the coach would say. But the Steelers went 13-3 and despite all that drama. That was Mike Tomlin holding the team together. This year feels different, though, doesn't it? Because back in 2013 when they were 0-4, the storyline wasn't this guy's being a knucklehead, that guy's being a knucklehead. It wasn't about the -the off-the-field drama. No, it was just the Steelers stink on the field. Can they pull it together? In 2015, when the Steelers started 4-5, it wasn't about off-the-field drama so much as it was about not being very good on the field, not having an identity on the field. This year, they're 0-1-1. They played two games. They don't have a win. And all hell's breaking loose around them. Their entire kingdom is collapsing. Two out of the three guys you need probably to win a championship, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, they ain't here. So if there ever was a time where they could lose the team, I think it could be this year. Mike Tomlin could lose this football team. And I think that suspending Antonio Brown, I think that making a social media policy might actually make it more likely that he loses the team. He's walking a fine line here. Let's go to Mark on his car phone. Who the hell has a car phone anymore, Mark? What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, um, I think that the, the full blame of this goes on Kevin Colbert. Um, he knew what these guys were like. Uh, they've been here for six, seven years, and we have never won a Super Bowl with them. You had the baggage with Antonio. You have the baggage with, with Bell. Um, he should have he traded these guys in the offseason, got some picks for them, and he had $30 million to play with under the salary cap. If he's a general manager, he should be able to build a defense around that and bring a veteran wide receiver in here. Big Ben's a franchise quarterback. Mark. Tom Brady proved that the New England, you don't need top-notch receivers to be a good uh, passing team. Yeah, he proved he's a lot better than Tom Brady, Mark. And I appreciate the car, the call from your car phone. Pardon me. <sighs> Look. Anybody now saying that the Steelers should have traded Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell prior to the season or doing the whole hindsight's 2020 thing, and even then they're wrong because you still need Antonio Brown to be a good football team this year. See how they do against Tampa Bay if they don't have that guy. I just I think comparing them to the Patriots, too, is just ridiculous. But Tom Brady proved that you can win without wide receivers. Why'd they go get this one, then? Why'd they go get Gordon? Why'd they go get Randy Moss? Because they think that they can. you don't need top-end talent to win? Ben Roethlisberger's also not Tom Brady, not close to as good as Tom Brady. He's not as good as Drew Brees. He's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And there are a number of other quarterbacks in the league that I'd rather have over Ben Roethlisberger because he doesn't always make the team better. He needs better players around him to work in a symbiotic relationship with him. That's my word of the week, by the way. It's on my toilet paper. I used it yesterday on the DVE Morning Show. Just FYI, I was on the TV morning show yesterday. You need to have talent to win. It's up to Mike Tomlin to guide that talent. And he's never lost a team before. They're teetering on that edge right now. As for Kevin Colbert, the guy's won two championships. He's been to a third. He's a damn good general manager. The talent on the defensive side is concerning. No question about it. And he takes some responsibility. There's culpability there, too. No doubt about it. But he also brought in Antonio Brown as a sixth-round pick. Le'Veon Bell, one of the top five players in football uh, and certainly one of the best running backs in football. 
was a second-round pick. Stefan Tewitt, who's a very good player, was a second-round pick. Cam Hayward was an end-of-the-first-round draft pick who wound up being an all-pro player last year. Calvin Beecham was a seventh-round pick. He's starting at left tackle until he's gone. And then you bring in Alejandro Villanueva, who's undrafted. Kevin Colbert's got a pretty darn good track record, as does Mike Tomlin. But we are talking about the here and now. And right now they've got the pieces to be good enough. As they proved last year, it's all about guiding them, and they're not getting enough guidance at this point. 412-922-2874. Coming up next, speaking of that defense, that show-me defense I've been talking about, they showed me all I needed to see on Sunday. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. What happened to Cooch? I don't know how many times I'm allowed to say Cooch before I get in trouble, so you're fine. I'm good? That's K-U-C-H. Yeah, nothing wrong with Cooch. No! Adam Crowley. Cooch be good. I love Cooch, in fact. On ESPN Pittsburgh. I said leading into the season that I didn't care what I saw at OTAs or mini camp or training camp or practice. Preseason doesn't matter. This is a show me defense. And until you show me in the regular season that you're going to be better than you were last year, I think you're going to stink like you stunk last year. Guess what? They've stunk. We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. The show me defense not showing me what I need to see but showing me everything I need to know. First, though, TJ's out in the car. TJ, are you using a cell phone, or you have a car phone like that other jabroni? We got a cell phone. Okay, good. What's up, man? Listen, I mean, we got an outside linebacker that's not creating any pressure. You got outside linebacker had five total sacks last year. You're not creating any pressure, and your defense is predicating on creating pressure. I mean, I realize that the secondary in Kansas City didn't help matters, but it's you have one outside linebacker uh, creating pressure and what? What's going on with the other side? It's just not happening. Yeah, I think and, the bigger problem, TJ, is, and I mean, your point on Bud's a good one. He's had 15 sacks in 40 games as a Pittsburgh Steeler, as a first-round pick. That's not enough. They also led the league in sacks last year and had the most in franchise history. I think the bigger problem is no one's talking back there. They have had miscommunications the last two years plus the first couple of games this year where guys are just running wide open in the secondary. It can't happen. Don't you find that that comes into play, though? I mean, you're saying that Tomlin doesn't get any heat, but doesn't it come from being, and he's touted a player's coach. You know, James Harrison made some, you know, rough comments in the offseason stating that he takes Belichick over Tomlin due to discipline reasons. But then when you see on the field and the product on the field, it directly reflects the disciplinary things that you would do to prepare your team. There's no communication. You always have trouble against teams with losing records. I mean, it's a discipline issue, and then you have problems with personalities within the locker room. It stems directly from the person that's in charge. Well, and the question is, and I appreciate the call, is what do you do about it? I mean, you can't suspend A.B., I don't think. Uh, If you were going to, you should have done that a long time ago. I think they missed their opportunity. You can't ban the players from social media. That's not going to help things in trying to deal with those guys. I think that it is obvious that they look like a poorly coached football team, when there are guys running wide open in the secondary, but you're not going to fire 
Coach Tomlin in the midst of a season. Uh, you're probably not going to fire him anyhow until they have maybe a couple bad years without Ben Roethlisberger, if they even do it then. So I think they're kind of stuck with what they've got right now, and they need to get better. I don't have faith that they could do that, though. Neil, Phoenix, hello. 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 Hey, I got two things for you hello, real hey. quick. One, do you, do you think Le'Veon would be suited up right now if we would have given him a little bit more guaranteed money? Yes. Yeah. What do you think would have done it? 25, 30? I think that they offered 30. I think he, if it would have been 40, 45, he'd be here for sure. Okay. So my point is, I guess from this standpoint, I look at it from a Colbert and Tomlin duo, and it's clear that Tomlin's not capable of either depicting the defense or scheme that he wants to have them execute on the field, um, or it might be injuries because I know they wanted a centerpiece around Shazier, but the past four years, this has been a rebuild. We got two years left with Ben, maybe three, barring an injury. I would have loved to see them get Levy on in, yes. and I would have loved to see A.B. get his touches because if that was his fifth slot, A.B. would be just as happy as he ever was, and we'd be rolling. I think you're 100% right in everything you said. That never happens, Neil, so save the tape, buddy. Uh, you were right. I think if Le'Veon Bell's here, then the Steelers aren't in this position because Le'Veon Bell opens things up for Antonio Brown to have more catches than he has right now. Think about what Cleveland said following the game, first game of the season. They said that they weren't treating James Conner the way that they treat Le'Veon Bell. They were not having to put an extra guy in the box. They were going to let him run. You try to take A.B. out of the game, and you have him beat you that way. How about the Patriots in the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago? A.B. Championship game would have been effective had Le'Veon Bell been healthy. Le'Veon Bell's not healthy. He's not out there. Patriots change their game plan. They start doubling A.B. If you've got Le'Veon Bell that you've got to contend with, it makes it that much harder to contend with one of the best wide receivers in the game. And I think that the whole situation would be different if Le'Veon Bell were here. Now, I put that more on him than I do on the Steelers because the Steelers offered at the time the most guaranteed money for a running back in the league. They also offered the biggest contract in the league for a running back uh, by a wide margin, $7 million-ish over the last guy. I don't blame the Steelers for not having him here. I blame him for not being here, and subsequently I blame him for A.B. being a jackass. Now, A.B. has to face the music himself. I mean, he's done a lot of this to himself, but I do think a big part of it is Le'Veon Bell not being here. 412-922-2874. Tweet me, at underscore Adam Crowley. Mark Caballi, our friend who writes for The Athletic, he tweeted out, unless Antonio Brown has a good excuse for skipping work, it's time to sit him down. It's too late. It's too freaking late. Are you going to sit him down whenever he Facebook lives every Steelers player's ass to millions of people? Uh, if you don't do it then, doing it now ain't, again, putting that toothpaste back in the tube. You can't change it. And you can't change the way other players look either. Uh, Mark then Powell, uh, responded back on Twitter here. And said, who says it's to fix him? Maybe it's to protect the others. If Antonio Brown is suspended and they lose to Tampa Bay, who's the greatest team in the history of football, by the way, then the rest of the team's going to be mad and they're going to think, why did coach sit him down? They won't blame AB. They'll blame the coach. That's the way it goes. They will not blame the guy who's actually culpable. They will blame the guy in the position of power. And we'll talk to Charlie Batch about that coming up in a half hour here on the show. There's a lot I want to get to in the next half hour, too. There are teams that 
I think, have already been eliminated from playoff contention. We eliminated three last week. We've got our burning questions in the unsponsored football segment coming up in a couple minutes. But the Steelers' show-me defense showed me all I needed to see on Sunday. And I know it's only two games, but the numbers do matter. Steelers' defense is 28th in the league in points against. It's 31 points a game. They're 30th in the league in stopping the run at 150 yards a game. That's after Keith Butler said that the focus of the defense this year was to stop the run. So far, not good. The Steelers are 25th in the league in yards allowed per game at 388. It's only two weeks, right? No, wrong. Because the end of last year matters too. Right? They gave up 28 to the Packers without Rodgers, 38 to the Ravens at home who couldn't score on anyone else, 14 in the fourth quarter of the Patriots, 38 on defense to the Jaguars at home, and now 42 at home to the Chiefs. Every year we hear about potential. Every year we hear about getting better as the year goes on. This team better get better. But why should I believe that they will? I spent a lot of time already in this show talking about how the Steelers aren't respected because of the antics that are committed by A.B. and by Le'Veon Bell, and to a lesser extent, but I think fair to bring up the quarterback. Well, another reason they're not respected anymore is because they're soft. To quote my man, Michelle Terrian, they soft. they got to be softest team in the league. The Steelers used to be the respected franchise for so many different reasons, but one of those reasons was because they played Gosh darn good defense. In fact, I would go so far as to say the Steelers of the 70s invented defense. They ain't that now. They are a far cry. They're not an average defense. They're a terrible defense. And maybe the Chiefs had a lot to do with it. Maybe they'll be better. But when a second-year quarterback guy who started two games before it comes in here and puts up 42, I'm not believing it's going to get better. Hunter in Virginia. Hello. Hey, Adam. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. Um, to, to touch on, on the social media thing, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's much that you can do to um, to restrict players um, and, and what they do on it. Should they be smarter? Yeah. But um, but if you if you do the um, seminar like you were talking about, um, Shirtless Tom doing, yes. can, can we bring uh, Matt Williamson to do it? Because he was gold last night. Did you see that? The players who the, yes. the with the names butted up against each other, looking like yes. dweebs. Yes, yes, that was that was great. Um, I think I think the West Virginia one was my favorite. Dingleberry, um, Dingleberry, yes. So, all right, man, have a good one. Hey, let me ask you a question, Hunter. Sure. How old are you? Twenty three. And whenever you're out drinking, do you put things on social media, or do you know better? Yes, to both. He goes out drinking. But he knows better, and he puts him up. Okay, very good, Hunter. Hunter, you know what? Hunter's a witty guy. I want Hunter to. I want him to host that seminar. I got an hour and twenty-seven minutes left to show. I want that guy sitting next to me. I want that guy telling Juju Smith-Schuster to cool it on social media. Shane tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Belichick did it with Butler, talking about suspending a player. I think coaches need to put their foot down sometimes. Yeah, how'd that work for Bill Belichick? I mean, are you freaking kidding me, Shane? I mean, how dumb do you want to sound, buddy? Now, I don't mean to be rude, but that's just dumb. I mean, that's ignorant. If the Patriots have Butler, maybe they win the Super Bowl last year, and then guess what you can do with Butler? You can cut his ass. But not only did you punish him, because you did, because he's not playing in the Super Bowl, you wind up punishing the whole team because they don't get to touch the Lombardi. You punish guys like James White and Hogan. You punish Rob 69 Gronkowski. You punish everyone. You punish James Harrison. James Harrison. 
I don't think you can cut off your nose to spite your face, and the Steelers need to win on Monday night against Tampa. All right, let's go around the room. I like this game. I like it, baby. Uh We'll go Tom first. I haven't heard from him once in the entire show, I don't think. Good job, Tom. Yeah, way to pipe in. Good contribution. Must-win game on Monday? Not only is it a must-win game, but it's a guaranteed win from my, in my personal record book. All right, now there's, you've given too much information. There's no chance that the Tampa Stop Bay Buccaneers now. beat the Pittsburgh Quiet Steelers down. in Tampa Bay. <laughs> I, asked a, I asked a yes or no question, must win, and you just give the me your The Steelers opinion. will go down to Tampa Bay, Florida, and come away with a win. Must win, Brian? Jeez, it's like a Cordell Stewart answer. They just kept going and going. And it's like going. Graves when I asked him how the <laughs> Steelers And not only will they beat them, they will embarrass them in the process. I By just, more than 20 points. Would you shut the hell up? You want me to take your friggin' face off the media wall of no, fame? No, no, no. Okay, pipe down. My turn now. Must win? Absolute must win. for two, two On two fronts. One, to get this team back into it. Absolutely, it's a must win. And I think to keep Steeler Nation from from jumping out windows because another loss right now, I mean, you know the feeling, how it feels right now. And it feels like the wheels are coming off and the walls might be crumbling a little, but you're still kind of like, okay, they'll pull it around. They're the Steelers. Another loss just makes that even worse. Another loss, and you don't think that they're going to be able to pull it together. I couldn't agree more, and I'll add one more. I'll add the third point there for the team itself. To not implode, they need to win this game. They need to remember what it feels like to have fun and win. Because when you're not winning, you're not having fun. Coming up next, we've got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. In which I tell you which teams have already been eliminated from playoff contention. And we answer the burning questions from around the league. It's Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. To pick against the Steelers is a sin. It's a sin that's written in the Bible. Don't you understand? Oh! On ESPN Pittsburgh. <laughs> and the iHeartRadio app. There are few songs that get me as randy as Tequila Sunrise. It gets the blood pumping all the right places. Does Tequila Sunrise. It's one of them songs, baby. It's a mood song. Makes you want to make it love. Hey, Braden. Next up on the Crowley Show. Poor transition. What's up, buddy? Uh, I think it was a great transition. (laughs) I uh, I was talking about the Steelers. Um, It's too late to sit Brown. One, you need him to outscore the Bucs. Because apparently Fitzmagic is the best quarterback ever. Ever. And our defense is so bad, you just need to score on almost every possession. I just don't see a stop in them. Brady, you know what and, I heard the other day, buddy? I heard that Fitzpatrick has better career numbers than Troy Aikman. I mean, it's just a, it's just a com- comment on the times, not so much on the player. But Fitz Magic, I mean, he's got Hall of Fame numbers. That's all I got to say. I mean, the guy's getting oh, in. Well. Oh, of course. I mean, I I totally took him first round over all my fantasy, but <laughs> you should have. Thanks for the call, Braden. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. And maybe stick to tweeting, man. I mean, I don't know if your voice really works on the radio. I liked it. Whoa, that wasn't bad. What are you doing, dude? I mean, we got enough callers. I don't need Braden calling now. Yeah. <laughs> what? So now you're driving the callers away, like 
not 40 minutes ago, you're like, this is part of the show where I start hearing from you guys. I want to hear what you guys think about the Steelers. And then they after... come through, and they call. And now and you're going to be like, uh, you know, too many. Well, just to be clear, Braden was an hour late with that. Now, this is the time of the show when people start the calls at 4.40. They and... start the calls. They well, trickle in throughout the show after that point. Well, I guess this is the time of the show where if you still want to call, you can. Sorry, Braden. I got a CT scan tomorrow. I was on the DV morning show yesterday. Oh, got a lot going God. on in my life. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. That's how you get involved. Yeah, get CT scan, TV morning show. Did you know that they put that dye in with an IV? I had no idea. IV in my head. I thought you just drank it. My sister and my mom—they both had allergic reactions to the dye. I'm afraid it might happen to me. I think I might have some trouble sleeping tonight. My wife already said she's gonna make me my favorite when I get home. It's a cream pie. <laughs> what do you what happened? Tom, what time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. This is a new staple on the show. No, not the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to be determined. That is an old staple of the show. But every single Tuesday throughout the NFL season, we bring you the burning questions. So hot. So hot. Questions that you need to have answered, that you're pondering to yourself, and you haven't let anybody else hear. We start off with number one. Woo! Will Josh Gordon still be a Patriot at the end of the year? Without a doubt, yes. There's some doubt. That's why the question was asked. No, without a doubt, he will be a Patriot at the end of the year. Brian, burning question. Will Josh Gordon be a Patriot at the end of the year? No, he will be high on a street corner. I kind of tend to feel the same way as Brian does. No! He's back! Tom Brady does not have the magical elixir that cures addiction. He... Is just a quarterback. I hate to break it to people. TB12 does not get you high. It doesn't. Nope. If it did, Josh Gordon would want to stick around. He'd be there forever. He would. Pat. And they wouldn't be kicking that nutso guy off the plane. Pat for life. Burning question number two. Oh, Whoa. this one's hot. <laughs> so hot. This one's hot. Oh, so hot. I'm going to name some names here. Stick with me. <laughs> Patty Mahomes. Oh. Deshaun Watson. Hot. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Who do you want? If you get to pick one. I'm taking Mahomes. Mahomes. Give me Mahomes. That's a solid Mahomes across the board. Now, wait a second here. I want Mahomes. Now, wait a second here. Mahomes, 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 Carson Wentz led his team to a championship last year. I know that Nick Foles played in the game, but it was the spirit of Carson Wentz that actually played in the game. I'm taking Wentz. Third question. Wait, Wentz was in the list? Yes. Oh, I totally missed that. I'm still taking my homes, homie. Kevin Durant says he wants to be a Ram. I think he should want to be a Patriot, that front runner. Woo! Who would be the best football player from the NBA? Burning question. It has to be current player? Yes. You can go all-time, actually. Shaquille O'Neal. Just hand him the ball and watch him run. Who's taking him down? See, I'd have him a nose tackle. No. Running back nose tackle. Yeah, that's true. It's our hypothetical. He can play both sides of the ball. Brian? 
LeBron James, wide receiver. Oh, that's a cop out. I'm putting him at tight end. You know where I'm actually using him? I'm using him at D end. With his speed and his size coming off the edge. Oh, Dad, you want to affect the game? That guy'll do it. What do you mean it's a cop out? Picking LeBron, so yeah, he'd be be great. He'd be a great football player. Steve Nash would have played wide receiver for the New England Patriots. At least LeBron shows up. Fourth burning question. What would the conditions have to be for you to retire at halftime? I think the stadium needs to be on fire for me. I'm a gamer. You can't pull me out. I ain't no Vontae Davis. I ain't laying down. What do the conditions have to be for you, Tom? I think it would just have to be playing for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I yeah, think that's, that's pretty good condition. That's pretty good that team trash. That's that's true. Yeah, Bills is a good bar of uh, wanting to retire. Yeah. What would take me like in real life to retire? Yeah. If Frazier takes the damn food from the counter downstairs one oh, more time and man. I don't get any, I'm ready to retire. Did that happen today? He all takes it all the time. All the time. Fifth burning question. Woo! Is Blake Bortles... No! Good? Yes! No! He's the boat! No! He is the boat! No! Yes, he's no. good. Brian, he lit Blake the Patriots up Bortles. last week. Blake Bortles. The boat. He did not have Leonard Fournette, and they still put up 31 on the greatest dynasty of all 300 time. 300 plus passing yards. Bortles has the record for longest fluke in NFL history. I thought that was Dak Prescott. Ooh. Burning question number six. Are the Hawks the second worst team in the NFC behind the Cardinals? I think they are. Wow. No, the Lions. Are the Hawks the third worst team in <laughs> yes, the NFC? The Hawks yeah. are the third yeah. worst yeah, team in the NFC. Yeah, very good point by you. <laughs> They're bad. Burning question, stairway to seven. Do you go to Jameis Winston when he comes back from suspension? I'm sticking with Fitzmagic. How can you switch at this point? At this point, right? You can't. He's the MVP. You can't. You don't mess with Magic, right? No. I don't think you can. I mean, they killed Dumbledore, and they got what was coming to them. Yeah, that stuff works in circles. It'll come back and kick you in the ass. Yes, you could wind up being a jerk. Circle jerk. Burning question number eight: Are the Packers allowed to sack the quarterback without it being called a penalty? I think the answer is no, clearly. Is this happening a lot to the Packers? Have you not been following? No. <laughs> You're not a cheesehead? No. It's At, been happening to the Packers I'm, a lot. I, I'm honestly not sure because I need to wait for a ref that's sitting in the booth that's hired by the network to tell me exactly what's going on at Infinitum about all the different things that could happen and explain it to me because refs are so cool. Can you explain ad infinitum to me? Forever. It's like Dak Prescott. It's time to eliminate some teams. Goes on forever. Woo! And ever. From playoff contention. Do it. I have previously eliminated the Buffalo Bills after one week. Not mathematically eliminated, but they're done. I eliminated the Browns because if you can't win when the other team turns the ball over six times and you're at home, you're eliminated. I eliminated the Colts because their defense is that bad. Teams I have now eliminated this week. The Cardinals, as they are the second worst team in football to the Bills. And I'm going to eliminate the Giants, too. The NFC is stacked, and they've got the worst offensive line I think I've ever seen. If you excuse the expansion Houston Texans where Carr was on his ass the entire time. I mean, Saquon Barkley's amazing. 
He's making six guys miss on every single play in the backfield. Eliminated. Anyone I missed? Can we bring teams back to life? Because I don't know if the Colts should be eliminated just, just yet. The Colts are one and one. They're eliminated. I don't know, man. That's a bold bullet to put in the head of the Colts right there. You cannot pull the bullet out. This is not... Colts have had the bullet in for years. They're yeah. not getting that out anytime soon. Exactly. The Colts See, have the alpha gel, I'm pretty sure. That's what I was going for there. <laughs> this is not... Kingsman, you no, cannot apply alpha gel. No, it doesn't yeah, work. Colts that are way. still alive. Just apply alpha gel to the Colts. Teams that have been eliminated: the Bills, the Browns, the Colts, the Giants, and Cardinals. They cannot be revived. That is the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I guess I'm never calling again. First time I call since Georgia was in the championship, and this is what I get. I see how it is. This is why I like button pusher and f bomber better. Yeah. Get them to call you the Wambulance for your CT scan. J.K. Well, I hope it goes well. The IV will be in my arm, not my head. Well, my arm, the IV. Well, well, guys don't feel bad for me. Coming up next, Charlie Batch. Crowley Show.